I'm Dr. Wendy Bruton, and I used to be a therapist. Welcome to my podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing life stories, interviews, and information that I know will be of value to you and to your life and to the lives that you touch. If you need a therapist or just someone who used to be a therapist, I hope that this is a place where you feel valued, valuable, and learn to move forward from what you used to be. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us today for this interview with my friend Shannon Cowling. Shannon has a big story of change and transition, and she is right in the middle of it. We will get to hear her story of who she used to be, but today, Shannon is a multi-passionate entrepreneur who lives in a former church that's been creatively converted into a home in Green, Ohio. She lives with her two daughters, her husband, and three cats. This year, Shannon's founded her own business called You and I by Design. Her transformational coaching practice approaches her guests holistically to co-create what she calls their femision, so each one can discover and live the life they truly desire. Shannon combines her 20 plus years of experience working as a certified American Sign Language interpreter and higher education disability professional with her passion for people and healing. This experience helps her create a space for awakening and transformation. Shannon is a certified Aroma Freedom Technique practitioner. We actually met during the certification program, and I got to spend time each week with her in a mentoring group. I was instantly drawn to her brilliance, compassion, and wisdom. She also is getting certified as a Koru mindfulness teacher and is currently becoming a certified life coach. She is the assistant director of operations at Kent State University and continues to interpret in the deaf community. Shannon and her family have been through some significant trauma that lasted years. She refers to it in our interview, but she isn't giving too many details because they are still dealing with some legal stuff. But Shannon's need to learn resilience through this trauma has made her able to move into this new life. She's opening her business, changing her identity, and excited for a new future. I'm glad that you're joining us. Shannon has some insights that you will not want to miss. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. I haven't talked to you for a long time. Yes, it's been too long. It's been a long time since our adventure in Aroma Freedom training. Yeah, like a year, right? Almost. It started a year ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. It sure did. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do every day. Okay. Well, this is the fun part. This is also the tricky part for me as we kind of talk about my identity and how I introduce myself because by day I'm living the university life in a disability office and I've been in that field for uh, 20 years. So you'll find me at the university also um, interpreting. And who do you live with? Tell us who you live with. Yeah, so I live with my husband Mm -hmm. and I have two daughters and then we have our three cats and they're important. And you live in a church. 
I did not know that until you told me. So tell me about the church. Yeah, so it's been renovated. It wasn't, when we moved in, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like the actual, I mean, it was church, but it's been remodeled. You can tell it's a church, though. So here I am in a church, late um, 1860s, after, right after the Civil War. So wow. it, we just really fell in love with, with the opportunity. That seems really cool. It is. Um, it's really there's unique. only one closet. Yeah. One so that's closet. been challenging with three girls and, and him in and, and one closet. But we're, you know, we've been remodeling and we, we take it room by room. So that's really cool. So we're going to just jump right in here. You've gone mm-hmm. through some big transitions in life over mm-hmm. even like recently. So tell us a little bit about your story and maybe start with who you used to be and about your new adventure then. Sure, sure. So I think it's important to mention that um, at one point I was a single mom. I went through a divorce that was unexpected. Um, And with that, and even within the last um, 10 years, has has really been traumatic. Um, So that really influences and shapes who I am and and my resilience and my drive that I have today Mm -hmm. and why after a solid career I've decided to launch a new endeavor, such as my business. Mm-hmm. So I really feel that um, up until now, my life has been kind of preparing me for, for this um, adventure, this uh, coaching adventure and this business, You and I by Design. Uh, my husband and I had the name picked out years and years ago. Really? And we, yeah. In fact, when um, he asked me to marry him, I said, not unless we do something big, because I'm not getting married again unless we do something like profound and big. And I didn't really know what that was going to be. Like, we didn't really know. We just knew we wanted to do something that was change-oriented and made an impact. How did you know that? So my husband that I have now, I've known him since I've been a teenager. Mm-hmm. And he's very, he's very bright. And um, we were able to have like those deep, intellectual conversations. It really just connected kind of, you know, on a soul type level and thought provoking and spontaneous and that joy and that love and that just that genuine, genuine, you know, part of, of being, of who we are. Uh And we both are able to recognize that drive in one one another. So, so you like spur each other on or like you, you bring out the best or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So biggest supporter and, and just we, we have not let go of that of that vision and that dream. That's so cool. Okay. So you knew that, but Mm -hmm. you didn't do that for a while. No, we did not do that for a long while. Um, We had some different ideas that, that kind came to mind. Um, We got involved in politics. Like he ran for office. Um, I ended up getting my master's. I thought that I would go on and get a PhD, but then it became clear that that was not, that was not where I felt that I could make the biggest impact. So instead of doing graduate school, you decided to go into your career. Yes. Into launching the business. Yes. Okay. So it was, it was recent that you were thinking maybe I might go to get my PhD. It was. Yeah. In fact, I finished up my master's in 2016. And I thought I'll take, I would take a couple years off and then go back and do the PhD route. Mm -hmm. And then you decided no, no. No. Wow. So, yeah. so how did that change come about? 
Good question. So I remember having a conversation with him and 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 talking about the PhD route, and I just time wise, I didn't want to be away from my family again that long with school. Yeah. And then the more and more of you know what I see, um, I just feel like in the position that I'm in now currently, and then would be with that degree, I wouldn't be able to create and do my own thing. I just feel like that wouldn't have been the way I would be able to fulfill my purpose. So let's go back. You said that you and your husband, you would have these conversations and you knew Mm -hmm. that you were going to do something big and you also Mm -hmm. knew the name. Yes, we Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had the name planned out for a long time with a circle symbol um, that was part of the, um, he's a philosophy and English major, and just having that symbolic circle, and then the you and I, like um, user interface or user interaction, you and I by design. So it's like this co-creation that we would be doing together, like with our guests. Uh-huh. So we're co-creating this experience that might and the likelihood of it not happening when you're just by yourself. So really getting in there into that coaching and that consulting and that interaction piece and and looking at how people even interact with others throughout their day, with technology, with the world around them. Now, had you actually thought about coaching before? No, no. I didn't even know that it was an option, to be honest. It wasn't until really I met you um, when we were going through the aroma freedom practitioner uh, certification training mm-hmm. I was introduced to that concept I will tell you that I've been in and out of therapy for a good a good 20 years and um, part of my story is I would always have I have good relationships with my therapist and all that but I felt like just when we would get to the what I call the good part it, and then that's really what I wanted to be talking about the good stuff. Cause I know that, that my therapists see like such potential in me and just having some unfortunate things happen and experiences and, um, would clouded, but I really wanted to get to that part. Like I wanted to get to that, like, this is what I dream about and this is what I'm passionate about. And this is what I want to do in the world. And I felt like whenever I could get to that part, like it was over. And with coaching, I feel like I get to do that all the time now. Right. So that's where it kind of starts in coaching. That's where it starts. Yeah, I have these dreams and I, I want to get there and, and I need somebody to mm-hmm. like, help me walk there, right? Help me do this. Too, right. right. And so that's where it begins. And instead of therapy, where it kind of ends, like you've met all of your, you know, goals. Yeah, but so. yeah, but not feeling like fulfilled, like I wanted to um, go higher, you know, I have high expectations and, and goals and a lot of passion and energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back again. I mm-hmm. want to hear a little bit about the you you used to be like places that you were before that has mm-hmm. that have brought you to this place now where you're heading forward. Yeah, so when I think about um, the person that I was was before, I think of someone that didn't speak up and didn't assert myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do a lot of work behind the scenes and then like give it to other people. I always said I would make a good, like, an assistant, but not necessarily, like, the president or the director, but I would be behind the scenes because it felt safer. It felt, it felt, you know, I, I would, it just felt safer to me. Um, and in my role as an interpreter, I've been constantly, like, communicating other people's thoughts and not, like, sharing my own opinion or my own thoughts or 
my desires or my knowledge. I was I was in such a habit um, and almost hid behind that role of interpreting what other people um, are saying and thinking. Yeah, did that kind of move into other parts of your life too? Not just in the interpreting part, but just yeah, moving, sure, I would imagine, right? It could just move into it did. Yeah, I feel like I, I'm kind of walk around with uh, this knowledge and just because of the, the experiences that I've had. Um, so I can kind of give tidbits of information that I've experienced. But when it came to that creativity and that organic and that just being by myself. Um, and then part of my story, too, is is I left my left my church um, after I divorced and I I found some different folks that kind of helped me just to be sit in silence. So I learned to meditate Um, and just being with myself and really like having that transformation of like going back to, to who I really, to who I, who I am. So I don't know if it was like who I used to be, but it's like almost just finding her, finding that, that Shannon and just being, having that confidence and capabilities to just bring that out and go with it. And not worry about what people think anymore. Mm-hmm. Like sort of finding your voice. Yes. So what do you think were some of the catalysts for that, for you to be able to find your voice? So unfortunately, um, just that survival mechanism of going through such um, tragedy and trauma. And and I will be talking about that more um, as things progress. Um, kind of just a little bit more of that story with my, with my daughters and, and how that's all happened. Um, but that really made me, um, like I had to have resilience and I had to have assertiveness. Um, all the professionals were telling me that, um, with other people that are in my situation, the best thing that you can do is take care of yourself. And, and at that time it's like, take care of yourself. Like that's the farthest thing from my mind that I could even know how to do, but I had to, I had to, but I learned to put myself first which is not something that I did or mm-hmm. even thought was even right, to be honest. Mm-hmm. What did it feel like when you started doing that? Um, well, at first it was hard. I felt almost selfish, you know, and at first it didn't quite make sense. Kind of even like when I learned how to meditate, you know, you, you just know that you do this and you're like, I'm not quite sure what's supposed to happen. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I get it. This is how it's supposed to feel like. And this is natural and this is normal. And it's not anything selfish or self-centered. You know, self-care is important. Taking care of yourself first Mm -hmm. makes you able to take care of other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can't take care of anybody if you're not okay yourself, right? So so that's a hard lesson when you're in the middle of it. Yeah, it just becomes so in your face that you have to, I mean, you have to be taking care of the people that are around you because they're just coming at you all the time. And there's Mm -hmm. no way to, like, to ignore that. And so Mm -hmm. putting yourself first is really hard because it doesn't feel like there's any, um, anything left after you're taking care of everybody else. And exactly, it is a sacrifice, right? Like you have to sacrifice time with these people that are making the noise in air quotes in your life, Mm -hmm. right? You have to Mm -hmm. sacrifice time Mm -hmm. in order to take time out to take care of you. And uh, I was listening to a podcast actually today and 
she has this real special needs kiddo and she's like, I like to take baths and I'm really Mm -hmm. actually for me personally, I am not a person that likes to take baths that much. I mean, that's not a self-care thing for me, but for her, this was like a huge self-care thing and she likes to, to take baths. And so she decided that she would take a bath 15 minutes before bedtime. Mm-hmm. and have somebody else take her kiddo for 15 minutes oh, before yeah. bedtime because she was giving up all of this time that they were in bed, right? And she's like, no, I need to have this time. And it really is this sacrifice of time with these people that are making chaos sometimes in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. In order to be be healthy for ourselves mm-hmm. to re-enter that. Absolutely. So good for you to learn you. I mean, like you learned that how did you learn that really I mean how did you learn it how did I learn that because that's not just something that comes right it isn't I you know I had I had some great people that role modeled and influenced me and really helped me to heal I would really take in their advice but I think the component is discipline um and this is something that I teach about and I coach about is the discipline and then the action. So we can have all these thoughts and all these desires and all these words, but unless we're willing to put in the work and do the action, I'm not sure how much progress or success people can experience. So for me, I had to do it. Um, I, and I remember, I think it was this time last year, I took off 21 days uh, of family medical leave from my job. 21 days I took off and... I just sat with myself. I mean, I, I rested and I went on walks with my husband. I went, we would go get coffee together. I mean, just to go back to that just very simple connection um, mm-hmm. that I, I so desperately needed and that, and that restoration mm-hmm. for my health, yeah. you know, so I just needed to take a break. I needed to stop. And then, so that was my action. Mm-hmm. I was stopping the cycle. I was stopping the, the work, the rat race and the, uh, the hours and the, you know, I was just stopping and I was centering on myself, very intentional. Yeah. So this, I would say support system and then taking action, making a deliberate plan. Like this is what I'm going to do, even if I don't feel like it, even if I'm unsure, you know, just really retraining the brain all, almost to just to know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Like I love that you're talking about making or taking action because I've been talking to somebody else about intentional living as -hmm. opposed to good intentions. Like we have these good intentions and these ideas and this is what I want my life to look at like, but intentionally living is different than good intentions. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a John Maxwell thing. Um, Yeah. That's what you're talking about is doing that. So I wanted to ask here about how, if at all, has the transition you went through in life impacted your identity? We talked a little bit about your identity early mm-hmm. on in the, in the interview, but just how, how you introduce yourself now, how you think about yourself, how is this new adventure and actually even the change that you might've gone through with your, with your kiddos, with all those mm-hmm. things, how did that impact your identity? Yeah, I think out of all the things that's impacted um, and, and through my coaching program, my identity has been impacted the most. So this this transition, this real like high level experience of 
personal growth and development. You know, so really, uh, my identity as a woman has changed. Um, if you would have told me years ago that I would be strictly working with females, I would have probably laughed. <laughs> I shot, I have, I've had friends. I've always had a lot of friends, but being close to women, um, I was always a little hesitant in that. Uh, didn't necessarily feel like I was good at, you know, makeup and hair and having those conversations. I, I typically hung out with guys and it was kind of laid back and easier right. for me. Um, I'm coming in into my identity as the provider for my family. Um, we have a non-traditional roles at our house. My husband's at home and I'm working and then, you know, starting the business, which he helps me greatly with all of that and with the kids. But it's kind of that non-traditional role. Uh-huh. really settling into that and not having to defend myself anymore, not having to explain it. I think that that's been big for me. And then just being empowered and more outspoken. When you talk about going back, this does remind me of when I was younger, um, very outgoing and social and spontaneous and creative. And then I lost that. I lost that for a long time. And I became really shy and, and nervous and embarrassed and about my kind of about my personality who I was and I'm taking that back I'm claiming that back because that is me like that is Shannon so just that feels so good and feels finally feels like I'm back home you know like back home to who to who I am as far as that identity that you had gone away from that a while in your life a long while I have yeah for a long while Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so now as you move forward how do you suppose eventually you're going to introduce yourself that is such a great question and the one I struggle with because when people ask me that I'm like oh do I talk about my you know long career in disability accessibility and all of my knowledge there but I'm leaning more towards you know I'm Shannon I'm the founder of UNI by design I'm a I'm a transformation coach And that feels so good. I love that. And I mean, that is a big change. It's, it's kind of scary. It is. It's huge. It's really hard, but it is scary. I mean, it's a scary thing. What what do you think is the scariest thing? I mean, something that keeps you up at night. Yeah. What keeps me up at night is a lot of it is logistically. Um, How am I going to, how am I going to do all the things that I want to do with the resources that I have? And then those insecurities still creep back, you know, at night. What if I put this out there and it's not right? Like, I have coaches, so my coaches even work with me, you know, on that. It's okay if it's not right. It's okay if it's not perfect, you know. Mm -hmm. I was just actually having that conversation. I had my coaching call tonight, and I was working on that because I'm getting ready to launch my website. And for me, like, to me, that that is so symbolic of my identity, right? When, once I put my website out there and I put my content and I put my services, it's like, there it is. Yeah. And then anybody can find it. Right. So that's what's keeping me up um, these days. It's a little, <laughs> it is scary. It can be, it's very vulnerable. It's mm-hmm. very, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and so what has been the driving force? I mean, who has been or... What has been the thing that keeps you going, even though there's so many scary things? Yeah, so there's two things. The first part of that is my daughters. Come hell or high water, I will 
be the role model for them, show them what women are capable of, um, show them what it's like to live your authentic self, Mm -hmm. to take your dreams and make them into reality. Um, I want to model that to show them. I want other teenagers, other women to be able to find their voice. That's the first piece of that. Um, I want to leave that legacy for them. Mm -hmm. And the second piece is the one that's a little bit, it's tricky because I don't have it well defined, but when I think about this and pray about it and meditate, I know that there is an impact that I'm able to make out there. So if I can change lives in some way and lessen the load and lessen the burden and guide people towards their true self, their joy, then I've done my job on this earth. So That feels like your calling, like you yeah. just articulated your calling right that's yeah that's true I mean and sometimes I feel like if you can do that and you can use all of the things that you've gone through yourself Mm -hmm. and you know put them out there for other people and help other people get through their stuff Mm -hmm. because you've gone through your stuff that somehow that redeems your suffering, mm-hmm. you know, it redeems the suffering mm-hmm. and makes it all with purpose. And so it doesn't feel so much like suffering anymore. Absolutely. Okay. You talked a little bit about support systems and like you in, in self-care, like mm-hmm. you have to create support systems. So mm-hmm. who has been supportive for you? So my family has been supportive. I mentioned my husband. Um, he's probably been the most supportive uh, you know, his goal is that I'm happy and that I'm doing what I want to be doing. That's great. Has there, I mean, we talked about people who've encouraged you. You've had a lot of encouragement. Mm -hmm. Have there people who've gotten in your way? I feel like the people that know me in my field that I, you know, went to school for and got my degrees in, I, I, I kind of downplay what I'm doing and I don't want to, but I think that that's harder for me. Like that's a place where, I'm not sure if people like that are going to be able to see me in this other light because I, like I've told you, I've, I've kind of hid behind, you know, my identity and in my role as an interpreter. So now it's like, who that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm here. I've been here all along. I just, I wasn't empowered. So. Yeah. And I think when you have a direction in life and you have like this promising career or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, and then people who haven't been on this journey with you and they didn't go through your 21 days of, you know, break, mm-hmm. they didn't do all the stuff that they're still uh, have these expectations of what your life should look like and their expectations of you giving up something, right? And you're, you're letting go of all of this great potential that you have and, and, mm-hmm. and all the things that you could be doing and yet you have a different vision and a different calling that you're really clear about right now. Yeah. So those people have have kind of gotten in the way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just kind of uncomfortable for me. It's just a little hard. I mean, even there's some people, like I mentioned earlier, like, I don't know what that is, but okay. And then they'll just skip right over it. Right. No, I'm going through a accredited like coaching. Like, Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. This this is is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I took out a risky loan for this. Like, that's my risk. I took out 
took out the loan to do the coaching program. You know, I took out my first business loan. So, oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. one more question here. You, you did talk mm-hmm. about like that you you had to find your voice, and before you were mm-hmm. this person who had been kind of quieter and just interpreting right what other people said rather mm-hmm. than having your own thoughts and and knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. out there right and mm-hmm. um and you didn't you couldn't really find your voice for a while so that's something that you've kind of left behind and now you've found your voice and you're doing something different but is there some part of you the old you right that you're bringing with you yes there is that old, older me or the person that was broken and down and abused, she's a fighter. She might not have looked like it on the outside or you might not have been able to hear her, but she's there and she's coming with me, that resilience, that drive. So I'm not leaving that behind and I'm, and I'm honoring the, the experiences and the, the turbulence and, and some downright hard and, and horrible things that had happened. I, I'm honoring that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to negate that. It's important to me to you're, take that. You're bringing it with you. Like that's a positive thing. The fighter in you that mm-hmm. you're bringing, are you mm-hmm. bringing, do, do you know if you're bringing something with you that might be a challenge to get past? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm bringing with me like the second guessing myself or the side of me that wants it to be like perfect before I put it out there, you know, wanting to like research more, like, is that really what it is? Mm-hmm. Or is that really, you know, but I have to, you know, work on that. It's still, still something I have to work on and just trust myself, you know, and love myself even more in those times yep. and then honor. So yeah, that, that piece is still a work in, work in progress, that kind of second guessing that, you know, it's easier to sit back on the sidelines and be neutral and not really have an opinion. Now I'm like putting myself forward with being vulnerable, like you said, and, and taking those risks. So Yeah. I just am so proud of you. Okay. Before we move on to my last three questions that I ask everybody, mm-hmm. I want you okay. to talk about you and I by design and exactly what you do and what it is and tell everybody how they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me at uibydesign.com. And there is a link on the website to connect so we can have a 30-minute free phone call where we get to know each other a little bit more and see if we're a good fit. And I can talk about the coaching services. I also do consulting. I talk about essential oils. I'm an aroma freedom practitioner, uh, working on right now a woman's circle group. So a lot of things that are in the works this year, so you have to keep your eye out. You can also join um, the mailing list so that you can stay up to date from that website. Great. Can they find you on social media? Yeah. So on Facebook, you can like my page and follow Shannon Marie, you and I by design. And that's with a U. And then on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram with the same handle. So Shannon period Marie period UI by design. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to hear all that's going to be coming. So I have three more questions. This is, these are questions I ask everybody. So I want a pivotal event that changed you. A pivotal event that changed me was when I testified at the U S copyright office in Washington, DC. Wow. How did it change you? 
So that was my pivotal moment of my advocacy work. And I, at that moment, that was after my 21-day break where I found my voice. I felt empowered, and I just nailed it. It was like two hours of testimony, and it felt so great. So very cool. Very cool. So that was a time where you found your voice, and you're like, I'm going to talk about this. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the second question is a person who changed you. My, I'd have to say my husband. My husband, he just holds me accountable to like who I really am, my authentic self. <laughs> he I just brings that. her out. He just brings her out. He's been working at it, and she's out. <laughs> she's she's finally <laughs> escaped. That's good. yeah. <laughs> he he says I'm a treasure box. You never. He's like you're like a treasure box. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> I love that. Okay. And the last one is a book that changed you. Yes. So I think it was in my early 20s, I read the book Simple Abundance by Sarah, I think you say it, Bon Branwick or Bon Branwick. And it was a 365 days to balance joyful life. Okay. And how did it change you? Yeah. So that was really, I think the in my early 20s, planting the seeds for what um, I soon would discover is self-care. That is great. So that was kind of the the precursor to all the other early things on. that happened. And they were, it was there just waiting for you to get ready. I yeah. love that. Well, I will put a link to that book in the show notes so that people cool. can can look that up. We'll also put the link to your website there and... Anything else you you want me to put there, I'll put there. So thank you so much for being with us today. And I really appreciate it. It was really fun seeing you. And yeah, thank you. Take care. What a treat to get to have this conversation with Shannon. She has a vision and is living out her dreams, even after a really hard season in her family. I loved the connection she made between her career as an interpreter, just communicating everyone else's thoughts and ideas, and her not finding her own voice. Her decision to engage in intentional and deep personal development, really working on herself, has helped her be able to put herself, her ideas, and wisdom out into the world. Since I met Shannon, I have been continually impressed with her commitment to immersing herself in personal development, intentionally finding people in places where she can focus on learning about how to be a better version of herself, growing into who she really is. I also was struck by her discussion about coaching versus counseling. You know, I've heard it from many different angles, but I like her take on it. When you want to focus on positive growth, not just not feeling bad, this is when you really need a life coach. I'm going to be doing an episode on this subject in the next month or so. It's really a subject that's kind of near and dear to my heart, obviously. It was also impressive to me that she and her husband have had this dream for a long time, over a decade, and it never seemed to die. Shannon has learned the need to put her good ideas into actions, move from good intentions to intentional living. She took 21 days off, a time to rest, press the reset button, right? She did this to take care of herself. 
She was growing into who she wanted to become, healing all the things she had learned through personal development. So what is your plan for personal development? Do you have one? I know I didn't. Even as a therapist, I didn't. Not until about two years ago did I even have a plan for personal development. If you want something great to be better, more of your authentic self, make a plan, take some action, live intentionally. If you need help, reach out. You're worth it. The world needs the best you. I'm so glad you joined us. Make sure to subscribe so you can get all the episodes and you can help support our podcast by clicking the support button in the show notes or going to our website, essentiallybetterlife.com. Follow me on social at Essentially Better Life and check out my website for all kinds of information on business and personal coaching, my book, and even some great stuff on essential oils. Thanks for listening. Blessings and be well, my friends.